Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Monday, July the 13th. It's not a word we've heard much recently, but we start today with news that work is getting underway on a customs checking centre in Kent designed to deal with any potential disruption after Brexit. The site off the M20 near Junction 10A at Ashford will be able to hold thousands of lorries. The government said it's going to spend £700 million on improving infrastructure at British borders. But Ashford's MP, Damien Green, says the site is unsuitable. The government some years ago had identified a site, spent some money on it, uh, discovered they hadn't got the right environmental clearance uh, and so gave up on that site. And at that point, told all of us in Kent that uh, instead of one big site, they would move to have a series of sites, not just on the M20, the motorway uh, that goes through my constituency, but also on the M2, which is an alternative uh, route to Dover. Um, And that's just never happened. And now out of the blue, they've returned to this idea of one big site. They assure me that it's only going to be uh, there if there's, there's too much problem at the ports, and if the the system of a contraflow on the M20 uh, doesn't work, and that in any case it will just be temporary before the new freight arrangements with Europe uh, settle in. Next today, an almost 400 migrants have been caught trying to cross the English Channel to Kent in just one day, a record number. Border Force officers intercepted 180 people in 15 small boats yesterday and another 200 were stopped by French authorities. It comes as the Home Secretary signs an agreement to create an intelligence cell to share information between the two countries in a bid to tackle people smuggling. Folkestone and Ashford have been included on a list of 20 towns identified as areas of concern for further coronavirus outbreaks. It's based on the rate of new infections there, although it's not thought local lockdowns will be brought in. Police are investigating a suspected arson attack which has damaged a house in Sheerness. The blaze broke out in the front garden of a home on Victoria Street in the early hours of Saturday. A house has opened in Ashford, which it's hoped will help young people with behavioural, emotional or mental health difficulties. The Nest is the first facility of its kind in the country and has three bedrooms and a sensory room. It'll provide over 14s with respite and councillor Sue Chandler hopes it'll make a huge difference. It is absolutely unique in the country and it's the first one. So it is a setting where young people, not just young people, but primarily young people from our point of view, uh, can have um, an intensive course uh, to prevent them from perhaps tipping over into uh, much greater intervention. So so, uh, an intensive course of positive behaviour input. Uh, so that those those young people that are perhaps on the edge of having to go into secure accommodation or uh, something of that kind uh, may then be able to go back into the community with new confidence, new skills, and, and that's absolutely great. Despite the fact that there is huge amounts of support that has, has gone in for young people's mental health, um, and we hope that there's a lot of preventative, early preventative work, uh, and that young people will feel supported, there are always going to be some who... 
for whom that's not enough and for whom without a, a much more intensive intervention would perhaps finish up in a in a much in having to go into a secure accommodation or or hospital or something of that nature um, and this is a facility which can can prevent that hopefully uh, in a much more positive way Matt Dunkley is the corporate director for young people at the county council so often when young people go into specialist uh, accommodation they're fine while they're there, but they find it really difficult when they come out. So this is a new approach to dealing with that problem and uh, addressing the transition once they've had the support around their behaviour and their complex needs here, supporting them then when they leave as well and reinforcing the messages they hear here in the home. So when they go home from here, a very familiar way of dealing with their issues and their behaviour will be reinforced at home. We want it to feel like a home, and it is their home when they're here. And we want that to feel as, as uh, warm and nurturing as it possibly can, not cold or medical or uh, in some way, in any way, punitive. So it's really important that it feels like their home because it is their home when they're here. We feel pretty confident because we've been working with the young people with these needs a long while, and we've known, and it's taken us a while to get it organised, we've known something like this might work, and we've got access to the money now, and we've got access to the expertise we need to make it work. So we'll obviously monitor the outcomes, and if it works really well, we'll try and replicate it. Um, but it's not cheap, it's quite expensive, uh, and um, you know, as long as it works the way we think it will, we think it's got potential uh, to grow, not just in Kent, but outside of Kent, and possibly uh, to meet other kinds of needs as well, not just the, the very particular ones we're focused on here. Kent Online News. It's claimed closing Chatham Docks in Medway could cost far more jobs than the 800 originally suggested. Medway Council are considering developing the land as part of their local plan, which will be discussed next month. Now, a new report suggests shutting the docks would cost the local economy more than £250 million and around 2,000 jobs due to the knock-on effect of the supply chain. Kent's Winter Olympic champion Lizzie Yarnold has signed up to give an inspirational talk at a pop-up academy designed to help children catch up over the summer. Invicta Academy will be teaching maths and English during the holidays following concerns some pupils might have fallen behind after being away from the classroom for months. And staying with education news, it's feared some Kent children could slip through the system altogether if their parents don't send them back in September. The government wants classrooms to reopen to all pupils for the new academic year, but education bosses are concerned some might not return. The chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers is also worried youngsters won't get taught properly at home as schools won't be sending out online learning anymore. Alan Brooks says keeping children off could be very damaging. There is clearly a concern about children not returning to school in September. I, I do understand fully why parents may still be worried about this. No, no activity is completely risk-free, but there are real dangers in children remaining in isolation, remaining at home for long periods of time. Uh, we've already seen a lot of information to say there are a significant number of young people who've experienced mental health and well-being issues during the current lockdown even with the support that's being provided for schools. So if they are in a position where they have electively home educated and removed themselves from the school system, that is automatically going to cause additional mental stresses and strains. Part of the, part of the reason for going to school is the socialisation, is mixing with other people and being a part of a society. 
All of that is lost, of course, if you elect to home-educate your child. There are very, very real risks about children dropping out of education. I, I, I know it's been discussed at county level, at county council level, and I think in September it is going to be a challenge to reach some of those, those hardest-to-reach children, the most vulnerable children, to ensure that we can find a way to bring them safely back into school, if, if that is the plan by the time we, we reach the September restart or the, the September reopening that we're looking to at the moment. In terms of children getting some form of education, I would emphasise that if parents actually elect to home educate, that effectively removes the child from the role of a school. And so whereas currently schools have been providing distance learning materials and support for students, that would not be in place should a parent elect for a full home education package and they would find it, I think, very difficult to, to access all of the support that they would need for that to be a, a success. There are 2,300 youngsters currently being homeschooled. Will there be an increase? Yes, I believe there will be. And again, for all the reasons that I've stated earlier, that is going to be something that the Education Authority, that social services, that the health services will all have to combine, as they are doing currently, to address in order to ensure that we have as many young people as possible not slipping through the system, not disappearing. Turning to, to another of the questions that, that, that are raised about uh, the Education Secretary talking about fining parents who don't send children back to school, my belief, and I think the belief of the vast majority of head teachers, is that that is simply the wrong way to go, that the way to do it is in partnership with parents, the way to do it is to look at creating a risk assessment, sharing that risk assessment with parents, if necessary, particularly for the more concerned parents, arranging individual conversations to try and attempt to reassure them or at least to explain to them the full range of measures that schools have put into place so that parents can then make informed decisions themselves. We're getting the chance to have our say on how Kent can cope with the financial impact of the coronavirus pandemic. Despite extra funding from the government, the county council's facing a shortfall of up to £50 million for this financial year. A four-week public consultation is underway to find out what we want money to be spent on in the next budget. It'll be a bit easier for you to take your rubbish to the tip from today. Recycling centres in Kent will now have to open seven days a week with increased hours and more booking slots. Ashford has been named among the smelliest places in the UK. It's come seventh on a list based on the number of complaints to the council. There have been almost 850 reports over the last five years. Folkestone and Hythe is at the other end of the scale with just two. And if you spotted loads of flying ants in Kent over the weekend, you weren't alone. Yesterday was what's become known as Flying Ant Day. It was trending on Twitter as loads of you shared pictures of the insects, which you can see at kentonline.co. UK. That's it for today, but you can now also subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.